0: Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk through the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we're talking about the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion with Andy Cohen and the shocking testimony from Britney Spears about her conservatorship. Let's discuss.
1: The day we thought would never come. The day that we're recording again.
0: (laughs) I know. Truly, I wondered. I wondered if we would ever
1: record again. (laughs) No, I'm not even kidding. We've taken breaks before. I think we've given ourselves like a total of two weeks where we don't do any episode or, you know, whatever. But this past break felt like a whole lifetime. And I really thought it was the end for a second. Did you really? No, 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 not oh, actually. Okay. <laughs> but it just felt like I, like I, even logging on to this Zoom call, I was like, "What link is it again?" You know, I just feel like I'm sort of getting back on a bike, and it's not like riding a bike after all. It's more like learning how to play basketball again. Aka yeah. it feels a little awkward, and I'm nervous. I was nervous too. It
0: was nerve wracking coming back into the game. It's been too long. My brain's kind of fried from all the
1: vacation I've been taking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to be back
0: with you queen it's been a busy fucking couple of weeks
1: I know and it's funny because we logged on to record this episode at three o'clock and now it is three forty because we have spent the last 40 minutes just catching up on everything that has gone down in the last two weeks and we won't bore you for 40 minutes but spoiler alert it's a lot
0: yeah, it's it really is a lot, but truly we won't bore you. We know we have a lot to die. Oh my God, you know what the fuck we didn't do? We didn't do
1: a question of the day. I was I literally just looked at our document and was like, oh. but I'm thinking, why don't we just say maybe like the biggest highlight over the last two weeks? Or I mean there's a lot, okay. but you know, just like one really fun thing that you enjoyed. I have mine. Yeah, you should go first because I think yours will beat out any of mine. <laughs>
0: Oh no, you're, you're going to be, cause like a lot of crazy things happen. My sister got engaged, obviously. I thought that was
1: going to be it. I,
0: she turned 30. No, I mean, I love my sister. I'm very happy for her. I just, the first thing that came to my mind was something else that I was going to
1: share. It was very basic. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, yes. Congratulations on the engagement though. Everyone is in love and happy. It's <laughs> been quite a year.
0: Yeah. Anyways that's going to make what I'm about to say sound really douchey because guys, I swear it was just the first thing I thought of because I took a picture of it. I saw like the biggest starfish I've ever seen when we went to a tide pool on the Oregon coast and it was like pink. It was like the color of Patrick star. Like normally when you see starfishes, they're red, you know? Yeah. And this one was pink and it was so cute. And it was, I got like the most beautiful photo and it just stuck out to me as being a positive memory from
1: the whole time. Wait, where is this photo? Did you post it anywhere? Why have I not seen it? I
0: posted it on my IG stories, but I'll, I'll share it with you later. It was not that great of a photo, honestly, but also that reminds me, the other cool thing that I did in relation to the sea was I went whale watching.
1: Oh, did I tell you about that? No, but that sounds incredible.
0: Well, I didn't see any whales. Um and I almost <laughs> Oh whale. Oh whale. It was
1: actually terrifying. The ocean is so scary. No, dude. I every year I get more and more terrified of the ocean. I used to not be afraid of it at all. And I'm not even kidding. Every year I'm just like, I learn more and then I learn more about <laughs> how much we don't know. And I just I really am getting to the point where I'm like, I'll stick with pools and lakes, please.
0: That I mean the part of like the like the, what is it? 75% of the ocean is unmapped yeah. or unexplored or whatever. Yes. I mean, yes, that's terrifying that, it, that it, there's many terrifying things about the ocean, but what terrified me in the moment was we were on a tiny ass fucking boat. No. It was probably, I don't know, 20, I don't know feet. It was probably 27 feet. I think she said something like that. And it was like a, a fucking coast guard thing. We were on a trip with a bunch of 30 year olds. Cause it was my sister and her friends and they're all 30. And so me being the youthful icon that I am off <laughs> to sit in the front where she said it would be the most bouncy and
1: frickening. And well, it wasn't
0: rookie. I was trying to be nice because I didn't want to,
1: I didn't everybody,
0: you know, in those
1: instances being nice should be thrown out the window. I
0: mean, I ended up being fine. It was so interesting because I didn't end up getting seasick until I used, the I used the tool of looking into the horizon and that did me well. Mm-hmm. But then we went into this little cove and it wasn't even that wavy anymore as much as it was in the out like the outskirts, you know, <laughs> but I couldn't see the coast anymore because we were in a cove. And that's when I started to feel like I was going to vomit and i was like fuck cuz i was spending the whole entire time just trying not to puke you know just and i thought i did and and even worse is like my sister was holding a bucket behind me which oh. like it made me feel too secure you know what i mean exactly. like exactly yeah like it made me think a bit too much but long story short i didn't even puke when i got home but i did feel like i had you know just emerged from a traumatic event
1: and no whales were either. No whales were
0: seen. So it, didn't, it wasn't
1: worth it you at all. just got a little bit of seasickness out of it. No whales. Just yeah. a little bit of nausea.
0: And the lady was like, like right when we got on the water, she was like, I haven't seen any whales all
1: day, but I'll try. And we were like, okay. We cool. were like, bitch, we would like a refund immediately. You should at least, I feel, get like 50% off if there's no whales spotted or like a they, coupon.
0: They did give a coupon. They okay, said- good. But a $5 off coupon, which is like, I guess that's, what is a five, what is the percentage of five out of 50? Is that 10? No. Five times 10? Is it? I, I oh my wait. God.
1: Wait, why can't I think of that? Yes. No, right? Five percent. How do you calculate that? Is it? <laughs> wait, wait, how do you do 500? No, wait, 500. 50 divided by five is 10. Wait, okay, hold on. Let me do 5 times 0. 0.1. Yes, 10%. Is okay, 10%. so
0: it's a 10% discount.
1: That was it. Dude, my grandpa is a math teacher. <laughs> if he listened to this, he would be so disappointed. That, that was rough. I'm not going to cut it out though. They deserve to know. They deserve to know the
0: truth. We're real and unfiltered <laughs> on the wrong side. Anyways, long ass story. Sorry, that probably took way too long. Your turn. No, you had a lot happen.
1: I mean, wow, things have just been crazy. Um, I made a quick pit stop to the state of Oregon. Um, I got to see my friend Haley before she leaves for Rotterdam. That was really fun. Also my friend Marty, love that. And then I went to San Diego literally the day after I got back from Oregon and it was truly the best. I think I was there for five days and it was like me and 10 of my really close friends from college and first of all, the weather was not great. Everybody warned us of June gloom. And I'm like, what does that even mean? But we were right on the bay. And so every morning we'd wake up and it'd be cloudy. And we're like, you're kidding me. So we did feel like we were ripped off a little bit just because every day we would just go to a different beach and it would be cold for like two and a half hours, which I did not pack for at all, but it was just a great time. And it was Really nice. I hadn't gone out to like a bar or a brewery, or you know, I'd gone out to a couple of restaurants, but that was the first time that I've actually gone out to something like that since pre pandemic. So it was just the best time. And I hadn't seen most of those people in that group for like a year and a half to two years. So it was just such a fun reunion. It was just one of those trips that you leave feeling very satisfied and just your heart is warm and full and all the good things. So that was definitely my peak.
0: It looked very warm, like warm, like, well, no, 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 like heartwarming.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say the one, like all the pictures that we took were from the last day on Saturday because that was the <laughs> one sunny day. So we were like, get your cameras out. Let's go pose, pose, pose. We, yeah, so we totally like catfished anybody that's oh, interested, interested in going to San Diego, but we was- had a great time.
0: That was fake as fuck of you. I
1: know. We're like, sunny, sunny San Diego.
0: Well, I'm happy for you. That sounds really fun. It's funny. Oh, and I'm
1: I'm moving on Monday. Oh, yes. Yes. I won't give too many details because I'm I'm sure next week's episode, I'll fill you in on everything, the new apartment, all that good stuff. But I am officially moving back to New York. If you're listening, day of release, today, tonight, I'm taking a red eye, and I will be back in New York Tuesday morning, 6 a.m., JFK. Let's go, baby.
0: I am sad. Because it's like we don't even see each other that much, but it feels like the opportunity to see each other has just been stolen from me.
1: Okay, but the good news (laughs) is that I literally have a wedding to come to every month until December that's back either in Seattle or the Portland area, so we will be seeing each other.
0: Okay, well, you know you have a room here. Good times. Glad we got to catch up I know. on that side of the things. Sorry. We've been on hiatus. You guys, it's like we, I truly even brought my microphone to the beach last week. I was like, I'll just do a solo pod. But then I was cooking dinner. I was having a great time. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do a pod because I'm just then you
1: have to God. edit too. And that's just extra time. Nobody has.
0: Yeah. And so we talked, I talked a little bit about frenemies on my, our Instagram stories and oh my gosh, I never got to like really talk about that on the pod and I'm heartbroken because it took up so much of my energy, but (laughs) that news is old and crusty. Now we have new shit to talk about. We will be discussing the big bombshell story of the week, which was Brittany's testimony about her conservatorship this week at her hearing. But first, we want to talk about the Keeping Up reunion with Andy Cohen. I don't know, Cohen. Cohen. (laughs) Um, Did you? (laughs) I was reading it and the font made me say Cohen. (laughs) Um, Did you watch it? And if not, it's okay. No, I did. I did. But
1: I didn't. I did not watch it live. I only watched it. I was seeing so many TikToks and Instagrams about it. And so I was like, okay, I need to watch for the pod.
0: No, I actually just ended up turning it on because I was like, eh, I just had it on the background. And then I ended up watching very intently because they were dropping some nuggets and some bombs about some stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is tea. And okay, well, actually, since you watched it, tell me what you were thinking as you're watching it, because I thought it was so interesting. I mean, and then no- we'll talk oh. about a couple of the nuggets. Oh, no, you're <laughs>
1: We're we're out of. Right in there. First of all, I don't know if Andy Cohen, Andy Cohen, (laughs) just I don't know if if he really is that good of an interviewer or if the Kardashians were, and Jenners were finally ready to just unleash everything, but it was way more dramatic than I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought it was just going to be a very basic, very tame, you know, they're all very prepped. And whenever they do put out a statement, it is very sort of bland and, you know, we're not really going to get into it and never speak of this again. But I really thought that like, like you said, some bombs were dropped and I thought Kim And Chris and Kendall were really kind of aggressively on the defensive side of things. Like they were really sort of getting a little fired up, which surprised me. Cause I don't know, I would, I would maybe expect that from like, Courtney, but not from Chris and even Kendall. I feel like Kendall usually just sits back and doesn't say anything. So I was just surprised by that. And I know that we're going to talk about little nuggets, but when Andy asked them, you know, do you think you promote unrealistic beauty standards? I thought that- No, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. Because okay. that, okay. Yep. 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 That's like nugget number one.
0: Yeah. That is nugget number one. It's actually interesting. I, I felt like I, at first, cause it was a two-parter, I was like kind of enamored by them. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kim is so stunning and everything she was saying sounded so regal and she sounded so smart and elegant. And just, she was just being an icon. And like the whole time I was watching them, I was like, I stand them. Like they're so iconic. And then those two freaking nuggets happen, which were by far the most controversial parts. And that's when I was like, Are you kidding me? Like I audibly was alone being like, Are you joking? Like you did not just say that. I wanna talk about Kendall first, then we'll talk about. The unrealistic beauty standard thing, but the Kendall thing I thought was interesting. And this was her: there was a question uh, from Andy from uh, that he read from, you know, a Twitter user or something that was like, "What are your thoughts on people who criticize you for only becoming the highest-paid supermodel because you were on keeping up with the Kardashians?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and and she said this, which I just she I felt like she was trying really hard to like sound eloquent, and then it just really backed backed dead ass up in her face, one hundred percent. On the topic of offensiveness to some of the things people assume about our family, I think everyone around me, whether friends or family, knows how hard I worked and still work. Kendall told reunion host Andy Cohen, I did everything that I was supposed to do and had to do to get to the position I am now as a model. I went to every single casting, ran all over not only New York City, but all over Europe trying to get the job and make my way. Of course, I had a platform. I never took that for granted. She continued. I always knew that was there, but that almost made my job a little bit harder only because people probably didn't want to hire me because I was on a reality show. Now, as Andy Cohen was asking this question, I, there was a brief pause and in my brain, I started to formulate the optimal answer for Kendall and it would have been something like, Hey, yeah, makes sense. I had a lot of opportunity and a lot of connections that other people obviously don't have. It's certainly not an even playing field. And I am just grateful that I did have those things because I'm doing something that I love every day. And I understand that criticism, but at the end of the day, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like what do you, like you can, you can be annoyed at that, that criticism, but she didn't even t- she didn't even acknowledge it. And the, no. the audacity for her to say that it was actually harder for her because she's on a reality TV show and nobody wanted to work with her. It's like, bitch, you only knew, sorry, I'm sorry. That was misogynistic of me, girl. You only knew about these casting calls that they even existed because you are in this field, this, this level of fame And someone like Kendall Jenner, and this is the same thing with, and we'll talk about the unrealistic beauty standard too, but they just are on a fucking whole other planet. I was like, how, how could your media training people not at least teach you to be like, Hey, I acknowledge and accept the fact that I have privilege and I can't really apologize for that, but I can certainly say, yeah, you're right. I I did have connections to get to where I got. And I don't think I'm better than you. I don't think I worked harder than the next person. Because I know that I have this, like, just just say that. But instead, she's like, I worked harder than anyone I ever knew. And I deserve that. it. Emily, I'm sorry. I will let you speak, but just no, to, no, as no. I mentioned that, go off. He also said, Andy was like, if you were to model, what would you be doing? Oh, I would be going to the Olympics for whatever the fuck. I was like, fuck you, bitch.
1: Like, I'm sorry. I did it again. Imagine, imagine the Olympics being your backup career. Like, who says that? Who, who says, says that? that?
0: I get it because your dad was an Olympian and stuff, but come on.
1: But you think being a model is hard. Okay. How would you feel then about being an Olympic athlete and literally training 24 seven for and eight plus years?
0: It's actually hilarious that she said that because that's the one thing you can't buy your way into. I mean, you can to a certain yes. degree, cause you can get access to the trainers and the the resources and the tools and the equipment and everything, but like, you can't buy yourself a- an Olymp- Olympic athlete body. So, so it's not true. to be hilarious. Okay. Sorry. You go tell me. No, everything.
1: That is so that I totally <laughs> forgot that she said that. I think I blacked it out. Cause I, I just didn't even want to hear it or acknowledge it. Okay. First of all, if the Kardashian Jenner family is listening, please just hire Audrey already as your PR person. She will get, what are you waiting please. for? What are you waiting for? We I could have make
0: you a star.
1: <laughs> literally DM us already. She has all the answers and you won't be getting this backlash anymore. Number mm-hmm. two. I mean, you basically said this, but exactly when she was talking about how I had to run all over New York City and all over Europe trying to get a job. And I'm like, do you understand that it is <laughs> it would be impossible for a lot of people to even get to New York or get to Europe and be able to be jetting around the whole world trying to land jobs? Like, whether you're landing the jobs or not, being able to get to all these places and probably... 12 hours or less, that is a huge privilege. And so, yeah, I'm sure that she faced a couple people that were weird about her being on a reality TV show. So I'm sure she's not lying about that, but exactly having the opportunity just to go to these castings in general and being aware of them and being able to travel worldwide for them. I don't want to hear it.
0: It's so fucking annoying because it's the same issue with any level of privilege, like if it's white privilege, pretty privilege, whatever, it was in that situation her saying that basically refusing to admit privilege because she saw that as an admission or a an acu- accusation that she didn't deserve what she gets or she didn't work for what she gets, which is not what acknowledging privilege is. It's just saying that you had resources and access to things that not everybody else has to get you where you are. And that's why I feel like if she could have, she could have even had like some sort of snippy response to that, to, to that question being like, yeah, like I completely understand that question, yada, 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 acknowledge the resources, yada, yada, yada. And it's also a frustrating question because I work really hard to get to where I am. Yes. And like, while I know that, you know, I had all access to opportunities and blah, blah, blah. I also know that I worked really fucking hard and that I I got to where I am because I had the drive to do that. Like there's a way exactly. you can do both. And I was just was oh my god, I was so fucking triggered because I was like it would have been so easy Kendall and it would have made her so look easy. so good if she would have just been like yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like just be so like she yeah. was on
1: one. That whole She was reunite. on one, right? Mm-hmm. I was like what what are you what's And going then on? it somehow got worse with the beauty standard question. Yes, shall we? Uh, it's time.
0: So, Andy Cohen asks, "You know,
1: (laughs) this whole Cohen thing is killing me. I don't know why." (laughs) He says he asks
0: if they, you know, understand the criticism about their family promoting unrealistic beauty standards. And Kim says, "No, I don't, because I think we get up, we do the work, we work out." Kim says, referring to the early morning workouts she and her sisters often share on social media. Kendall explained that the family's biggest priority is staying healthy, and that's what they hope their fans take away from their social media posts.
1: Dude, it's like the this- delusion. The delusion is so real. They literally, by saying this, both of them just proved everyone's point. The fact that they get all of these surgeries and then they Photoshop the shit out of all their photos and videos, but then they continue to promote the idea that anybody can achieve this and achieve their bodies and their looks just by working out and doing the work. That is so Cringe and toxic and unhealthy and such a horrible example to set for just people everywhere. I hate it. I hated it. The fact that they both said it. It would be one yeah. thing if just Kim said it or just Kendall said it, and then maybe somebody could like call them out later, or you know, like maybe somebody could pipe up about you know, oh well, let's just clarify that we do get X Y Z or blah blah blah, and like this might not be an achievable standard. But no, they just both went in on it, and it was so hard to hear. The thing I
0: think that made it the the cringiest of the, the reason that this was the, the max cringe that it was is because Kim saying that and and her being the representative of, representative of her family to say that because they all do it and they've all heard the criticism. Like this has been an ongoing conversation about how they promote unrealistic beauty standards and that they are the beauty standard for women and it's unachievable because they have that access to surgeries and trainers and healthy food and private chefs and all that. The fact that Kim said that it wasn't like malicious. That's literally her truth. Like she thinks that it's as simple as working out. And that, and and I feel like they're not thinking about the fact that their routine is not what other people have access to because everybody else has to fucking work all day to just make ends meet. They can't pay for nice, for, you know, organic food and for Pilates classes at home and lipo on the weekends and, you know, filler on a Tuesday afternoon, like all that shit. It just, it made me, it it was bonkers to hear because to me, it's crazy that this has been a conversation that has been going, like I said, has been going on for years. Yep. And it's like, has, have you not talked to anybody about this? Like, have you never ventured to understand why people say this? Because if they had, if they had any inkling, they would be able to acknowledge why people say that and do the same thing. Like with the Kendall question. Yes. I acknowledge that we have access to these things yes. and that makes it difficult. But on the same hand, like, I think the criticism that they, they create the beauty standard is, is really tough. And I think there's a defense for that. Like, I don't, it's like, I'm just trying to look good and feel good. And I'm, I'm spending the money to do it. And I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what the hell you want me to do. Like,
1: it's not like every other woman or just person on the face of the earth should be trying to look just like us. Like we're doing it for us. We're not trying to like set, you know, a standard for other women or whatever, but just it was so cringe because- it immediately gave me flashbacks to Kylie's TikTok where she posted herself running for like three seconds (laughs) and pretending like that was how she got her body. And then even Kim's recent ad where her finger Mm -hmm. is literally so Photoshopped, like she Photoshopped (laughs) herself in her own Skims ad. So it's just both of those happened so recently. And like you said, it's been an ongoing conversation. So the fact that they handled that question like they did just makes it even worse.
0: I also think that the, the thing that maybe they're not understanding and the biggest, at least the biggest point that I've seen made online about them promoting the unrealistic beauty standard is that they're very non-transparent about all of the procedures and work and yes. support that they get done and trainers and doctors and nutritionists and chefs, like all of that to make that possible. So that at least for people normies like us, it would be like, yeah, that's unrealistic because Mm -hmm. I don't have access to that stuff. But because they don't acknowledge that stuff and in questions like this. You just are like, oh, okay, well, then, you know, we're the same. I'm supposed to look like you and I don't. So I feel horrible
1: about myself. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like a lot of celebrities, maybe not the majority, but a handful of celebrities have become more transparent about the procedures that they've had done, which I appreciate because, again, most people are going to figure it out either way. There's so many articles and so many trolls that are like tracing their every move, like, oh, the nose moved a little bit. What's going on there? And do you remember when Kylie was denying that she had any lip filler? Do you? You remember yes. that and the yes. side-by-side pictures of her non-existent really thin lips to like like I don't even just five yeah. times the filler and she was literally denying that any work had been done and it's like yeah they think he was, was saying stupid? that she overlined her lips yes do they think that we're stupid? Like just acknowledge it. We all know it's happening. So just be transparent about it.
0: You know, a great example of that is Tana Monjo, who like is very known to facetune and edit her photos and she's very open about it. People don't hate on her because she admits to it. So they're like, whatever. Yeah. tune your photos. And like Chloe, people shit on Chloe too. I'm, I, I think it's unfair to Chloe because she also admits to face tuning her photos and she talks about it. So it's like, get the fuck yeah. over it. Yeah. But yeah, they were like annoyed. People were annoyed that they haven't shared like why Chloe's face has changed so much. And it was interesting how Chloe downplayed it during the interview because she was like the only procedure I've ever had done is a nose job. Every, yeah, sure. I've gotten some filler and some Botox, but like filler changes the way that your face looks. So like, yeah, you get filler, like a a syringe of filler costs like a thousand dollars. And if you want to like get filler in your left cheek, that's like literally a thousand dollars. So probably more when you're getting it from these Beverly Hills, you know. Medicine people. So exactly. That's the kind of shit she just totally brushes over. Like, sure, I've gotten some filler. Everybody gets filler. And it's like, no, they don't. That's like, that's not, that's just not. <laughs>
1: I feel like when they talked a lot about, you know, Chloe's situation and some of her insecurities, I mean, I highly doubt in any world or in any scenario they would have actually done this, but part of me wishes that they would have actually acknowledged how the family has also contributed to the negativity about, you know, her looks and just everything Chloe related, because obviously, you know, the media and the industry, like, yes, those are huge players. Nobody's denying that, but I think they could sort of put all the blame on the public when we know we've seen it on the show. I feel like they've honestly exploited some of Chloe's insecurities for the show. And, you know, they are not always the most uplifting when some of the stuff happens over the last 20 plus seasons. So yeah. I, I mean, don't know. Again, I I can't see them doing that just based off the way that they answered the other questions, but I I did find myself wishing that they had maybe acknowledged that a little bit more.
0: That's a great point. I agree with you. I definitely think there was some there's some tension between the sisters in general. Totally like, with Courtney and stuff too. Like, I don't know. Courtney I, was, is
1: always on the outs, dude. She's never such
0: a black sheep. Like he you is. can tell they all hate her. She
1: is. I know she's never in. Even if, if she isn't, it's for like a day and a half and then she's out again. Next episode booted.
0: The only thing other thing that we'll I wanted to quickly touch on um before we move to Brittany is speaking of like Kendall being on one did you notice when she was like talking about how she's dating Devin Booker and she was like like no offense to you guys like truly like don't take this personally but I would never want to showcase my relationship on on television like that's meant for private and she just went on and on and on and they were all like okay bitch we get it (laughs) yes she was like really popping off I don't know what she felt. Kendall
1: was literally on something, I think. Like, I don't know (laughs) if she had just gotten into a huge fight before the show aired or taped or whatever, but something was in her system because that is not usually how she is. I Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Okay, well, good times. All in all, I think Andy Cohen really is a great (laughs) host for these things. And whoever, obviously he did not write his own questions. Whatever writer or researcher supplied him with the questions, a great job.
0: Yeah, he did do a great job, and I really did enjoy the questions. I'm so glad that it wasn't like frou frou shit. Like, I love that we got to talk about Tristan and Kanye and Travis and, and Jordan, God and Jordan, like all the juicy stuff. And we got to hear like where they're at now because everything that happened like in the last episode was a few months ago, so that was cool. And I just think it's all in all, it's kind of weird because like we're literally gonna get another show from them or something I on know. Hulu. So it's like, what? (laughs) I'm confused, but.
1: I know this would have been such a nice bow to just sort of wrap up, send it off. But yeah, they're literally going to be back before we know it. So it never ends. Speaking of things that might never end.
0: (laughs) Brittany fucking Spears, dude. There have been some bombshells. So let's just get right into it pop superstar Britney Spears has apologized to fans for not being honest about the reality of her controversial conservatorship, saying she was embarrassed to share what happened to me. In her first public statement since her courtroom testimony, the singer told her 30.6 million Instagram followers on Thursday that her social media persona had given the wrong impression and that she regretted pretending like I've been okay the past two years. On Wednesday, Spears called on a judge to end the conservatorship and has given her father, Jamie Spears, That has given her father, Jamie Spears, control of her finances, medical care, and career for 13 years. Addressing the Los Angeles court by phone, she described the conservatorship as abusive. Seemingly lending weight to the theories of the Free Britney movement in a 25 minute speech, she said she felt she had been forced to perform, was given no privacy, and was made to use birth control, take medication, and attend therapy sessions against her will. The overprotected singer, quote, overprotected singer, 39, and her boyfriend, Sam Ashgari, jetted off to Hawaii following her bombshell conservatorship hearing earlier this week as first told page 6 access reported that the duo spent time on spear's favorite island maui before heading to another location to continue their vacation to pass the time on their flight the couple who have been dating since 2016 took adorable videos with different filters and posted them to ash instagram account obviously we did not read the entire transcript because it's a literal 25 minute you know charade Props but there
1: whoever helped to write that as well that is a fucking novel
0: It was a novel, but it was also weirdly not like very, like she could have gone more hard, I feel. I feel she could have gone harder with the detail. I think if you're curious and, you know, what we just said recaps the experience, you've probably been seeing it all over Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Just everybody, there's clips on TikTok of her and her voice, just her voice itself is crazy, So if you don't know like what the hell is going on, go read the transcript and Emily and I, we need to talk about what we
1: felt about this whole situation. (laughs) Do some light reading and pull up the transcript. (laughs) You must,
0: you must, because it's, it's historic information.
1: So tell me your thoughts then. Tell me your, I mean, this is kind of hard to unpack because it's not like it's a one episode thing or it's not like the documentary where, where we can really unpack it nugget by nugget. There's just a lot going on that's unloaded in the last several days, but overall, how are you feeling? other than hashtag free Britney.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag free Britney for sure. I think I'm just scared and I'm like nervous for what's to come because it seems as though if this is truly real, which we've all suspected and Britney, you know, so much has confirmed that everything we've suspected about her conservatorship is true. Like her dad basically taking advantage of her and literally making her feel like she's crazy to basically hold her prisoner for the last 13 years. If that's true, then I want freedom for her. And I believe that it's true, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid that like, because of all the people that are involved in this scheme that, you know, if the doctor was paid off to fucking give her lithium so that she couldn't, think properly. Is the judge paid off? Like who else is being paid off in this whole situation? Like I'm terrified for her. And I cannot imagine being in that position of being told that you're crazy when you know that you're not like this. This is the definition of gaslighting, by the way. We can stop talking about gaslighting like, oh, you lied to me and you're gaslighting. No, this is literally fucking textbook. And I feel so bad for her. And it was just so crazy to hear her voice, to hear someone who, you know, had their shit together again, because on Instagram, she was like this shell of a human that wasn't real and was not okay. And when you heard, you hear that like low register voice that like we, it's like an adult, you know, a 13 years older version.
1: It's almost unrecognizable for us because we've only ever heard her pop star voice.
0: Yes. Or her weird, like squeaky, like, hi guys, like whatever the fuck but that is her real voice like we all know that voice from when she was like a pops like she was younger so she got a couple octaves lower but she just sounded she sounded okay this is literally that episode of black mirror that we all thought was based off of britney remember yeah. the one with miley yes. it's real
1: yep it 100% is and i cannot i know we talked a little bit about this after we watched the documentary but the Instagram posts are really messing with me because I've been reading into more theories about them. And basically there's two theories between the whole Instagram posts of it all that a it's either sort of her last bit of control or B that nothing is actually being written or posted by her. And it's there to make her look crazier to the public. And so, and I really don't know what side I stand on because again, you know, maybe that really is her last bit of control. And so she's just using it to post, you know, really fun, whatever she wants. It's maybe really freeing for her, but just because her image has been so controlled basically her whole life. But again, the more information that's coming out, I am sort of leaning towards more option B, where nothing is being actually monitored by her on her social media posts and that they're trying to make her seem unhinged and needs help and can't be on her own and isn't a real adult, you know, childlike videos and just, oh God, it's all so creepy to me.
0: It's so creepy. And the thing that's freaky, it's so fucked up that because there's so much history with this, because she's been around these people for her whole life or a very like over a decade at least, I feel like it's really scary to think there could easily be a case. have, there could be a case on these horrible people's side. That's like, she's paranoid. She's, you know, she's a paranoid schizophrenic. She's, she thinks that we're trying to monitor her. Like we all have our best interests in heart. And then like at the end of the day, if that's, cause that's the defense they would use if this, totally. I don't know like what the proceedings look like from here in terms of like the law, but I, I would imagine that that's what they would use. And then it's a, he said, she said situation and, like, then there's part of me that's, like, what if she's, like, not okay? Like, I, but then the other part is, like, yeah, of course she's not okay. She's been in...
1: Tra- not in control of her own life. Yeah, she's been yeah. in this abusive conservatorship.
0: Like, if there's any sense from some, a psychological evaluation that she's not okay. Well, then we would have an explanation. For I why wonder why it Ugh. just it
1: did. I mean, as excited as I was for her to put this statement out and, you know, just really put it all out into the open and basically confirm everything that the documentary and what everyone has been saying, I did feel slightly scared for her because mm-hmm. this is probably the only time she's actually honestly spoken up for herself in how many years. And so just you know, being under the control that she is under now, I just really hope that Jamie Spears and, you know, that whole team just don't try anything weird because she's spoken up about it. You know what I mean? I mean, how much stuff can they do? It's all out in the open now. So we, you know, I I don't know. I don't think they'll be as successful as framing her as quote crazy and unhinged and and needing help, but it did sort of worry me a little bit just how they're probably reacting to this.
0: I mean, I feel like the movement is behind her. Like if something Absolutely. happened to her, if something happened to her, like there would literally be riots in the streets. Like I'm oh, not yeah. exaggerating. I think that would actually happen. There would be protests and everything, but the, I don't think anything will. And I also think that she made a really great decision by allowing the hearing to be public and letting letting it be recorded and then letting it be like, cause it wasn't there like a clip of her being like, no, I want it to be recorded. Mm-hmm. Like the people deserve to hear or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a great call because those clips are the things that went viral and hearing her speak is like so important to having everyone be like she's fine like she's exactly. literally fine. And and everyone's points are true like the fact that she was choreographing her entire or choreographing choreographing her entire um, production on her residency in Vegas. You can see her. She's she remembers her lyrics. She remembers her choreography. She's leading these groups of people in their choreography. She's fine. Like she's completely fine, and she's more than capable of taking care of herself and handling her own money. And if she's well, not, then there must be a solution. Like, can we have someone, you know, monitor her and be really like actually advising to to determine whether or not she's okay and not somebody that's you know, involved with their whole entire group. It's very scary and weird
1: and Uh, It makes me sad because. Well, and speaking of, you know, you mentioned the movement and how people would literally riot if something happened to her. If people weren't already on the free Britney train, so many celebrities were tweeting and posting about it. I just thought that was really great because if there's a corner of the internet that has not been informed on the situation that Britney is in, hopefully everybody is on board now and we're all aboard the bandwagon. I what? Let's see. There's like a thread here. Mariah Carey tweeted, "We love you, Britney. Stay strong." Cher was being an icon. She was basically tweeting. Insane that she's written so many, so many tweets and like trying to get a hold of the courthouse hasn't been successful. She said, I will try to call, might not get through. Halsey said, Additionally, fuck anyone who thinks they have the authority as an institution or individual to control a person's reproductive health. Anyway, I could go on and on and on, but I just, I loved that there was a lot of backup. And even Justin Timberlake put out a statement.
0: Yeah. People are are definitely supporting her. And I think that's great for the movement because whoever has to make the final decision on whether or not, I don't know if it's a jury or if it's just the judge or what, but they have to live with the fact that it's such a public situation now. So they better be fucking thinking about it because this is not okay. Oh my God. I'm just think- I'm reading through some tweets. The law has failed Britney Spears, but the attention to her case should inspire actual lawmaking in California to fix it. Call it the not slave for you act (laughs) and free Britney while you're at it. Stop it. And apparently a lot of her songs are trending on Spotify right now, particularly stronger.
1: Oh my God. I love the power of the internet. This is when the power of the internet is used for good. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, I mean, I know that a lot of people posted about this, but, you know, I saw so many headlines basically saying Britney Spears forced to keep IUD, you know, despite wanting another child. Can you imagine telling I- your doctor, hey, I would love to have this removed? And for whatever reasons, whether she wants another kid or not, and having them say no and having that be okay. Yeah. I can't even wrap my head around that, how messed up that is.
0: I also need to know, like, where is Kevin Federline and is he involved?
1: Where is
0: Kevin? Speak up, Kevin.
1: Hashtag free Britney, Hashtag where's Kevin? <laughs> And where's the kids? I'm so confused. I know. These poor kids. Like, imagine these. I I want to know how much the kids know. I want to know if they're aware of, I mean, how do you even explain to a kid what a conservatorship is? Obviously, they have probably had a weird childhood just growing up in this circle of fame. But I feel so bad for them because, you know, as they get older, they're going to watch these documentaries. They're going to read these things. And that's just horrible.
0: I'm looking up. They're 14 and 15. Oh, my God. They're probably like, Nuts. oh, that's like sad. There's this picture of them at Disneyland Ugh. and with Britney. Oh, imagine that being your mom, dude. Love it. I know. They're really cute.
1: I can't believe they're that they're old.
0: Well, I mean, this is a, this is an ongoing story, but obviously we had to cover it. It's a huge deal. I mean, and I feel sad for kind of how long of a joke, like, Before, it felt like the Free Britney movement was kind of a joke. And then over time, it's been like, wait, is this real? And only up until like last year when the documentary came out, were we like, wait, this is kind of real, huh? Luckily, I feel like that progression happened really organically. So everyone's really on board to be like, oh, yeah, this is real. And we need to save Britney
1: immediately. I I honestly hope we have another update next episode just in regards to what are the next steps? Where are we at now? Are we getting closer or farther away? And what is happening? What's the haps?
0: Let me Google it. Like, what's the next, like, what is the next step? Let's find out.
1: Somebody did say that the next hearing is on July 14th. That's so far. I know, but honestly, there's usually multiple months between hearings. So this is good.
0: The judge will not terminate this conservatorship lightly without ample evidence. Scrutiny of her case has been heightened in the wake of Framing Britney Spears, a documentary about her conservatorship released in Feb, helping to fuel the Free Britney movement on social media. At Wednesday's hearing, an attorney for Jamie made a brief statement. Quote, Mr. Spears is sorry to see his daughter suffering and in so much pain. Mr. Spears loves his daughter and her sister very much. Oh, she declined to comment after Wednesday's hearing, but her father and his team have vehemently denied abuse allegations, repeatedly stating that he only has his daughter's best interests at heart.
1: Oh, you before do. judge <laughs>
0: before the judge makes a decision, legal experts said Spears must file a formal petition to end the conservatorship, which has not yet been submitted to the court. Once filed, a court appointed investigator will speak with everyone involved in the court ordered arrangement, including the singer and her father, they said, quote, it's very unusual to end a conservatorship precisely because people in conservatorships don't get better. Legal analyst Lisa Green told the Today Show on Thursday. While Britney would wish the judge could wave a magic wand and end this, What's going to happen is that it will start a whole new proceeding, and the judge will hear from Brittany and her friends and relatives can speak. But the conservators, including her father, may not agree with her. A substantial amount of evidence, including medical evaluations, would also be needed to prove that the conservatorship was no longer necessary, a procedure that Spears requested in her testimony to forego, testimony to forego, alleging that her father has previously subjected her to numerous health evaluations. The most realistic scenario is that the conservatorship remains. Her father is removed and the conditions under the court arrangement will loosen, according to Tamar Armanach, uh, who worked with the Amanda, Amanda Bynes' parents in her conservatorship case. Oh, my God. Brittany has said in this case that the father is doing more harm than good, but there are reasons that she's still under the conservatorship. We don't have access to all the evidence the judge saw in 2008. We have a partial glimpse of what Brittany's life has been like. It seems tragic, but there's a larger story we may never see. During her testimony, Spears added that she wanted to be heard and that the laws need to change. In her closing remarks, she said, I feel ganged up on, bullied, left out, and alone, and I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as everybody else by having a child, a family, any of those things, and more so. Okay, Okay, and very low hope. I know. That made me really sad
1: reading that. Well, I know. And this is not a credible news source, but according to Twitter, two possible roads to terminate the conservatorship exist. So either her current lawyer files to terminate. Or the court allows her to get a lawyer of her choice and of her choice <laughs> of her choice, and then they file to terminate. So the person said the second option would obviously take longer since there's an extra step. But I think a lawyer of her own choice would put much more effort in her case since her current one has sat on, sat on his ass for 13 years. And so the testimony that we heard, you know, could probably be used at the hearing to terminate the conservatorship if that ever gets scheduled. An optimistic timeline would be ending it by early. Next spring, hoping for better though, because that judge, oh my God, I cannot talk. Because that judge seemed spooked, and the whole case has a lot of pressure on it right now.
0: I wonder, because what I didn't get from that article that I just read is if, because it said, like, most likely what will happen like the best case scenario for Brittany in terms of likelihood is Jamie, her dad being removed as her conservator and then be- someone else being reappointed. So I wonder what the reappointing process looks like. Like who is that person? Right. Is it somebody in the family? Because you can't trust them. Like, I feel like it should be like a court appointed exactly. neutral party. Yeah, exactly. But, and that makes sense because there, there was enough evidence. I, I I'm, I'm, assuming at the start of her conservatorship to allow the courts the permission or the, you know, the reasoning yeah. to put her under the conservatorship. So yeah, because it was, it was kind of all after her like whole breakdown. You know what I mean? She had like, yeah. a, very, a very legitimate, you know, mental break. The level of control that everybody has over her is unnecessary. Like it's one thing to be like handling her finances to some degree, but like her, will she be able to prove that she asked to have her UTI removed and they or UTI UTI <laughs> IUD removed and they said no and like what other evidence will she be able to bring to the table to prove that this is has been like abusive it just yeah. seems like conservatorships are really fucked up and dangerous and we need to have a whole entire way a different way to do this
1: absolutely i know this really has i mean i didn't even know what a conservatorship was until this whole movement came about so honestly i'm glad that i've learned some but it makes me it gives me a huge pit in my stomach to know that she's living it
0: And there's probably a lot of situations because there are, you know, we've only heard of famous conservator, conservatorships, but there's probably a lot of situations, especially with people of older age, where it makes a lot of sense. And anybody who's a conservator or a power of attorney or whatever has that person's best interest at at heart and will do the right thing. But there are fucking evil people out there who can like, like, did you, what was that movie with uh, Rosamund Pike that we all watched? Gone Girl. No, no. no.
1: Radioactive. No. Jack Reacher. I care a lot. Yes. I care a lot. <laughs> I just Googled. Movie. Did you see that movie? No. No. Well,
0: she, she literally does the same thing. She basically, she finds late, uh, an older lady who's super rich and she pays off a doctor to deem the lady unfit to like live alone or whatever, puts her in a home, takes control of all of her money, gives her so much drugs and like whatever to to keep her subdued and then basically manip- like makes money off of these really rich people by for- like forcing them into homes. And it's totally likely. Like it's this is literally that situation. And who's gonna prove you wrong if you're just paying yeah. people off? It's totally feasible that Jamie Lynn Spear or Jamie Spears is a fucking psychotic asshole, crazy person who deserves the electric chair.
1: Honestly, I'll probably be watching Black Mirror tonight. Just to remind myself,
0: we should. Yeah, that seems a good, that seems yeah. on brand. Okay.
1: Well, what a freaking episode! I told you we were trying to decide if we wanted a third story, but no, these two stories were bombshells, baby. We had plenty to talk about, and this was a. These were great. I mean, we're not glad that like Brittany's in a conservatorship, but I'm. These were really <laughs> great stories to come back and discuss, and I hope yeah. it was worth the wait for all of you listening. <laughs>
0: I know. I hope it was worth the wait. Honestly, the last two weeks have been dry AF, anyways, in terms of news. So it was a great time for us to take off. We're back. We're better than ever. We're rejuvenated. We're refreshed. We're ready to go. So, with that being said, thank you so much for being with us. We will see you next week and leave us a review on iTunes under Apple Podcast. We are begging you. And follow us because we got two people unfollowed us from Instagram. Also, please do that. Please follow us. We are literally begging you. And please share our
1: posts to your Instagram stories. And tell all your friends to listen to us. Tell your co-workers and your aunts and your uncles and your grandparents and your parents and your cousins and your next door neighbor. And with that being said, we love you very much and bye. Goodbye. (laughs)